faithwire.com. Well, Russia and Ukraine, the tensions are heating up even more. Are we one step closer to war? Today is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are here Monday through Friday. Would love to have you with us with me today. As usual, Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell from CBN's Faithwire with a look at what's coming up. It's guys, it's uh it's Tuesday, the the literal Tuesday, 2-22-2022. Yeah, I can smell the weekend from here, though. <laughs> that's the most important thing. Yes. Our primary function <laughs> as a news uh, podcast is that's what we do. We just get you to the weekend as best yeah. we can. <laughs> so 2-22 is a 22. It's a, good, it's a good day. So it's today's actually my little sister's birthday, oh, too. So it's there a, you go. It's a doubly exciting day. I yeah, oh, that's wonderful. That's and amazing. Her birthday, so, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, Jane Marchesky. She was known as Nightbird. She took AGT by storm, or took the world by storm with her AGT performance. She sadly just passed away Sunday. So we'll talk a little bit about her life and her journey. And we're going to talk about this wild story out of Uganda about a Christian evangelist who was apparently tied up by Muslim relatives. They were going to burn him to death. Um, thankfully, he was rescued, but it's a it's a really crazy story. Wow. All right. I'll be looking forward to those. And we're going to start here in Ukraine as obviously one of the top stories, the top story probably in the world right now, as the White House has now shifted gears. And after first being unwilling to say what was happening in Ukraine was an invasion, now... They're turning around this afternoon and they are saying indeed that this is an invasion of Ukraine. And this is all happening after Russia's decision to order troops into part of eastern Ukraine, which has led to not only the U.S., but the U.K. and the E.U. handing down punishments. And that starts with the U.K. and some tough sanctions. But the big news is that Russia has indeed sent those troops into Donetsk and Luhansk. Germany today is taking steps to halt the process of certifying the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. And this is over, obviously, everything that Russia is doing and their actions in Ukraine. The UN ambassador uh, to the UN um, also said during a um, United Nations Security Council um, conference there that Vladimir Putin um, describing his troops as peacekeepers is quote unquote nonsense. Also nonsense, which she didn't matter, is that the uh, is that Russia is on their rotating turn on the UN Security Council right now, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, ironic somewhat. So, uh, also a witness sent Reuters footage of columns of military vehicles, including tanks, uh, moving on the outskirts of uh, Donetsk early Tuesday. So, uh, a lot going on. We'll go through some of it uh, here. The United Kingdom's Foreign Office also said today that quote oligarchs. At the heart of Putin's inner circle and banks which have bankrolled Russian occupation in Crimea have been targeted by the first wave of UK sanctions. Uh, and so that was the UK putting down uh, some, some sanctions on uh, Russia, sending a, quote, clear message that the UK will use our economic heft to inflict pain on Russia and degrade their strategic interests. And he said they're prepared to go much farther if Russia does not pull back from the brink and they said they'll cur curtail the ability of Russian state and Russian companies to raise funds in our markets and um, 
prohibit a range of high-tech exports so that they could isolate Russian banks from the global economy. So uh, so you've got some serious possible consequences here for Putin. As George Thomas told us uh, earlier, guys, that um, Putin may have miscalculated this, not expecting a unified response as, as he has seen so far. Um, but police have been seen uh, standing behind an installation of crosses on which is written, quote, Russian occupier uh, during rallies against Russia in front of the Russian embassy in Kiev. Uh, that's happening today. So protests going on. Stock markets continue to uh, be volatile in light of all this. Not sure what to make of it. They were lower this morning, uh, but they had been off to the worst levels of the session as investors were kind of looking at earnings from retailers against Russian Vladimir, uh, President Vladimir Putin's ordering of troops uh, into Ukraine. So Dow futures were down over 100 points. S&P 500 and NASDAQ saw um, drops of 0.1%, 0.4% respectively. And so, you know, obviously people are fearing what Russia is doing as a possible out and out war happening. And, uh, and, and, um, clearly, clearly this is putting people at, at unease. We, we have been having, uh, reports from George Thomas on the ground there in Ukraine. We'll have more today, uh, from him up on the YouTube channel on CBN and on CBN.com and uh, faithwire.com as well. So guys, why, why does it matter? Obviously we've been waiting with bated breath here to see what's going on. That's the latest developments here on it. On the Ukraine, um, people starting to act, trying to dissuade Putin from moving in. Putin continuing his false flag and, and propaganda, um, saying, you know, identifying those uh, two, you know, separatist regions as as independent sovereign countries, and and then declaring that they were going to be attacked by Ukraine and that they'd have to go in there and defend it. And you know, it's it's a silly claim. It's kind of like I liken it to if Canada were to say, hey, uh, you know, North Dakota and South Dakota are free, sovereign countries. And look at America. They're over there with their military bases in there. They're moving in. Uh, we're going to have to we're going to have to go ahead and get in there and defend North Dakota and South Dakota. It, I mean, it's a ridiculous line from Putin, but this is what we're seeing out here. And it just sure looks like he sort of boxed himself into this corner. So it's like Mexico coming back for Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just it's it's really wild. It does make you wonder did he, you know, underestimate the response or is this all an elaborate ploy for something else? You know, is this something and, and who knows? I mean, again, it's like a terrible game of Monopoly that won't end and you you can't figure out how much money your opponent has left. And <laughs> it's just, you know, I, as you watch it, though, you do wonder, is he is he the most brilliant posturer in the world or is he completely incompetent? I don't I don't know which it is, but the world is is obviously reacting to this. Yeah. I think the bigger question though, for me looking at all of this, there've been so many tensions, you know, and we've, and we've seen very different reactions for how previous presidents have dealt with this, right? You go back to that Romney Obama debate. Yeah. Obama had that famous quote, you know, the 1980s called and they want their <laughs> foreign policy back. And I think, you know, there's, there's maybe been an underestimation, even though there's been tension of what this really means. Are we heading into another form of a cold war? I mean, mm -hmm. it seems like we're already there right now. I mean, like the entire world is sort of, and maybe it looks different, but in the midst of something that I think is going to go on much longer than just this incident. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I've been fascinated to be to, to watch and listen to George Thomas, our, our senior international correspondent at CBN. I've been fascinated to listen to his reports because uh, he's in Ukraine. He's been in Kiev. He's been in other cities around the country and has just been you know, learning about the situation and obviously reporting on it. We talked to him yesterday. You can watch that video on uh, the CBN News YouTube channel. It's fascinating to hear what he has to say about what he's hearing from Christians on the ground or you know, two of the, the, the biggest concerns he told us about were what does this signal to the rest of the world? Uh, can can President Xi in China look at what Putin is doing, you know, and and say, well, if he can do that, then maybe I can do something like this and get away with it. Uh, so there's that aspect of it. And then uh, he said, that Christians are also concerned about if, if Russia is able to get into Ukraine, what's next? Are they going to go after Belarus or Lithuania or Latvia? You know, what? where else might they go? So it really helped me to understand this is not just an abstract issue, right? But it's it's impacting real lives. It's not just a, a diplomatic issue. It's not just something that we can read about and, 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 and then put away. Uh, it's impacting people in, in really serious ways. Uh, so it's just, it's fascinating, but also it's it's scary for the people there, particularly when you think about the brothers and sisters in Christ there uh, who are dealing with just an unbelievable uncertainty, really, at this point. Yeah. All right. So um, for story number two, we're going to talk about Jane Marcheski. Uh, she was known as Nightbird. Uh, so she took the world really by storm when she performed on America's Got Talent. Uh, and I actually knew Jane. Uh, we went to Liberty University in Lynchburg uh, around the same time. We were just acquaintances, really, but I'd, we had mutual friends. Uh, so I had hung out in her house a couple of times with, with a group of people, but we didn't know each other very well. But uh, she was kind of a, a local celebrity in this area, uh, and everybody knew that she was going to eventually uh, probably be a pretty successful singer. Uh, and she ended up being a successful singer. But unfortunately, shortly after she left Liberty, she was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, and she was determined to beat it. Uh, and she did. Uh, but then at 29 years old, the cancer came back uh, and it went everywhere uh, throughout her body. It was in her liver, her lymph nodes, uh, you know, her spine. It, it, it was all over the place. It had metastasized to a lot of different uh, areas. Uh, but still, she was determined, of course, uh, to beat it, and she went into to rigorous treatment for it, chemotherapy, radiation, uh, and then a whole lot of other even, you know, just more holistic uh, kinds of treatment, and it, it was successful for a while. Um, so, but then she found out that uh, the, the cancer was, was still continuing to spread. It was, this was her third diagnosis at this point. Uh, it was late, uh, or late 2019, early 2020. Right before the pandemic hit, her husband decided that he was going to be walking out on, on their marriage, which she was open about at the time. Uh, so she was just dealing with a lot of really, really awful stuff. Uh, but then uh, she actually got a, a call back to audition on America's Got Talent, uh, which that's where a lot of people actually finally found out who Jane Marcheski Nightbird actually was. Uh, she auditioned and famously got the golden buzzer from Simon Cowell, who was very emotional after hearing her perform her song, It's Okay, which was really just kind of a journal entry at the time is what she said. It was just something she wrote in the in the dark of night when she was really struggling with her faith. It was hard for her to understand why 
she was going through what she was going through, but she was still as a believer. And that's something I want to make sure we highlight. She was a Christian and she was very uh, faithful to God uh, throughout this entire journey. Uh, she wrote this song just to, to comfort herself, really, uh, but ended up, like I said, getting the golden buzzer from Simon Cowell, who was just really, really moved uh, by her cancer journey uh, and her faith in the midst of such just absolute despair. She got the golden buzzer, and now I, I just looked, guys, on YouTube, and her performance has more than 40 million views uh, right now. So it's just in, absolutely uh, incredible. Um, so she said at the time she had to step away from America's Got Talent because she had to to you know focus on her health. Simon Cowell had described her performance as mesmerizing. It's okay, rocketed it the, to the top of the iTunes charts, uh, and then she left the competition. Uh, and she came back though uh, several weeks later uh, in late 2020 to do an interview in the summer of 2020 uh, live on America's Got Talent. And this is what she said about the song. She said, it's a song I wrote for myself in the middle of the night when I needed those words so bad. And it's beautiful to see the world welcome that song into their own dark night. Uh, and I'm overwhelmed by it. Uh, and then she said that she was disappointed that she wasn't able to continue competing uh, because she wanted, of course, to, to see the show through to completion. And this is what Simon Cowell told her, which I thought was so moving. Uh, he said, even though you haven't competed, you've already won. Uh, because of the difference that she made in so many people's lives. Uh, so, But she passed away, unfortunately, Sunday. Uh, she had beaten cancer a, a number of times, uh, but she succumbed to, to the symptoms uh, Sunday night, uh, passed away. She was from Zanesville, uh, Ohio, and, and several of her friends, uh, I have mutual friends with her, have posted a lot of uh, things on social media to tributes to her. And there was one from John Wesley Reed, uh, and this is what he wrote, uh, which I thought was so moving. He said, if any AGT or Hollywood people see this post, please know that Jane's strength and joy comes from the only one true God, the same God who she praised on the worship team at her church, the same God who loved you so much that he created a path from destruction to redemption through Jesus' work on the cross, the same God who beckons you to repent and follow him. You will never find the joy you saw in Jane anywhere in this world, because such a joy is not of this world. If you don't know Christ, then for Jane's sake, please find a local church and talk to a pastor about the gospel. She would want that same joy uh, for you. So, I mean, just such an incredible woman with a beautiful story. We had the chance to talk uh, a couple times uh, after she auditioned for America's Got Talent, and she was just so uh, so joyful to have the opportunity. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I just want to reiterate what Simon Cowell said. is She already won because she pointed so many people uh, to hope, and not just to a temporary hope, but to an eternal hope, uh, which is was in her faith. You know, even though things didn't pan out the way she wanted them to, life didn't look the way she, of course, expected it. Uh, she still relied on God and trusted in His uh, ultimate plan and purpose. So, just a, a beautiful life, obviously cut way too short, uh, but uh, an incredibly positive impact that I think is worth highlighting. Oh yeah, and and um, you know, obviously. Sad day for everybody who followed her and and enjoyed her music and knew her, um, but at this and and you know, but at the same time, you know, as as uh, her friend there that you just read the comments point people to a higher hope uh, in in the yeah. midst of the life that we're in, and I think it's moments like these that make you realize like that there is something bigger out there, and God's using these situations to wake people up uh, to things that matter because we get so bogged down. 
in arguing and pursuing things that are futile, things that are, you know, finite, <laughs> that, that are just going to, you know, not make it to eternity. And we, we rush after these things. And I think, um, you know, people go, oh, how can somebody get sick and, and pass? And, you know, she's, she is, you know, with God right now. And that is obviously a much better place, obviously sad for people here, but to point people to that hope and give them something bigger to live for, uh, than just the temp temporary sort of things of this world, I think is something that, uh, is, you know, far greater than, you know, any competition she could have won or, or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, that's the thing, right. That there's always a plan. And I know people will sometimes just sort of say that flippantly God has a plan, but, but he does. And sometimes the plan is not going to be what we want it to be. It's not going to have the end that we want it to have, but these moments do remind me despite the pain that obviously her family is feeling and we would love for her to still be here, how God used her story. I mean, Trey, you said over 40 million views on that one video to reach millions of people. And we just, we can only see little snippets of what is happening. We don't know the full picture. I would bet she's changed so many lives, millions of lives around the world because of sharing her story and how God used it. And so you know, there is some peace in that. And I think as Christians being able to say, you know, we don't always understand, but, but we trust in his plan. Yeah. You know, I think she carried just a, a quiet strength with her. I know we're wrapping up this story, but I want to read one of the lines from her song. Uh, it's okay. Talking about, uh, you, you don't always know what the plan is and it's okay to be kind of lost in the middle of it because you still have a, a, a foundational hope in Christ. She said, if you're lost, we're all a little lost and it's all right. And then one of the lines that she said during her conversation with Simon Cowell that really resonated with so many people, she said, you can't wait until your life is hard anymore before you decide to be happy. And I just think it's such a powerful, powerful reminder uh, that you know, God has a plan in our lives. And just because it's not looking like it, we want it to, uh, doesn't mean that that we can't have joy in the midst of such absolute, you know, difficult circumstances. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Our last story is about a Christian evangelist in Uganda, a really heartbreaking story. Um, his name is Malingamu Bruhan. He's 34 years old. He was apparently beaten and tied up on February 6th after attending a funeral service for his grandfather. Um, this is according to Morningstar News. It's an outlet that monitors persecution. Um, now, as we dig into his story, one of the most heartbreaking things is that he became a Christian. And once he did that, his family sort of disowned him. Now, these family members, after his grandfather's funeral, one of his uncles apparently grabbed him. They tied him up and they were planning, according to him, to to burn him to death to burn him alive. He said, quote, my uncle accused me of embarrassing them by holding Christian evangelistic open air meetings and debates with Muslims. He accused me of being an infidel by converting to Christianity and that Allah will reward them if they kill me. And so it turned out there was a friend who was also a convert to Christianity who was looking for Bruhan. As he was trying to find him, they told him, oh, he's not here, he's not around, but he noticed that one of the one of his shoes had fallen off. And so right away, you know, the alarm bells are going off and he starts calling people, telling them he thinks something's wrong. They go and they look for him and they found him behind the house, tied and with firewood already around him. Um, and so they were able to rescue him. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thing, though. 
you know, why does this matter? A, let's start there. It matters because persecution stories are happening all over the world today and people can lose their very lives. You know, we often forget this in America and we've talked a lot about this on the show um, for just believing in Christ, being Christians. And this is a guy, Bruhan, who is out there boldly proclaiming the gospel in a really difficult circumstance, obviously. But one thing about Uganda, it's a majority Christian country, but there are little pockets that are apparently dominated um, by Islam. And so even though you've got 84% of the country uh, saying that they're Christians, you still have these dynamics that unfold in different areas. That was something I did, did not actually know. And so it's interesting as you dig into some of the details in Uganda and you find these stories, these are things that are happening there. Um, but the story ended with with Bruhan actually going and living. He, he left and he's sort of in a private area. People don't know where he is and he's able to to sort of recover there, but he's praying that his head injuries, because he got injured in these beatings, will um, you know ease so that he can get back into ministry. So it's it's a heartbreaking story, but but also a good reminder of the boldness that so many people live with in, in our world as Christians today. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you gosh, you think about the persecutions we talk about here. We've we've mentioned this before, but then you look at stuff like that, and it's just like it's unfathomable. It's like it's like a different planet. It feels like sometimes that people are living on over over there yeah. that, that they're yeah. dealing with, right? We're like, oh man, my my, my Starbucks lane's a little slow today. They didn't know? heat my coffee up enough. That, That's right. my yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, I look to I look to scripture, and and you see so many times um, where we're promised persecution, and where we're told, you know, to expect it. And, um, you know, to take joy in it as well. I mean, you look at, um, you know, John 15, Matthew 5, um, among other places as well. And, uh, you know, I can't think of off the top of my head. But um, the idea that we're supposed to take joy in that is uh, and expect it is something that I think we know as Christians. But when the when the reality hits us and the rubber meets the road, do we deal with it the way Scripture asks us to? I mean, that's the question for us to ponder because I don't, I think even though we're fat and sassy here in America, I think you have to expect <laughs> it. You have to expect it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we don't have to worry about warlords coming around and, you know, doing that. Like, but, you know, you might lose your job. You know, you might be shunned uh, from, you know, a community, uh, things of that nature for holding biblical views. So uh, these are things that I think we need to be prepared for. Yeah. You know, I was reading your your story about this this morning, Billy, and I think the thing that struck me the most is you know, we talk about miracles a lot here on the podcast, but I think um, a lot of times we assume miracles are going to be these incredibly huge, just flashy, uh, unbelievable uh, events. But I think his story is just, Bruhan's story is just peppered with very small miracles that you, yeah. if you're just reading through the story, like you might miss them. And one that stuck out to me is uh, when you wrote, a friend who converted to Christianity was looking for Bruhan, uh, but was told he was not present on the grounds. But when the friend noticed one of Bruhan's shoes had fallen off and lay in the area, he began reaching out to others who came to help find him. And then Bruhan said, they found me behind the house about 100 meters away, tied and with firewood around me. Uh, and I just think 
my goodness, what that's a miracle, you know, mm-hmm. that, that God orchestrated the shoe to be where it was, uh, that in, in whatever way the Holy Spirit prompted the friend to look over and notice it. Uh, I mean, just to, who would think that something as small as a shoe that had fallen off uh, would be what led the friend to discover yeah. Bruhan, who was certainly probably moments, if not hours away from, from being murdered. Uh, so just a, an incredible, an incredible life story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for those small miracles, how God's working and moving things. And, you know, yeah. you, you never know, you never know what little thing is going to be noticed by someone else. And that is a great reminder for, for us all. So, all right, well, that is, that is all the time we have for today's podcast. We thank you for being here. Don't forget to subscribe on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I keep saying it. Don't let the algorithms decide where you get your news and which ones you're going to hear today. Don't let an agenda decide what you're going to hear. Pick your own news. Subscribe direct to the source. So, uh, And head on over to cbnnews.com, faithware.com. Make it a daily visit. We'd be glad to have you. God bless. We'll see you back here tomorrow. One step closer to the weekend, as promised. <laughs>